welcome to season three of the Chai Break podcast. We're excited to engage in more inspiring chaiversations around our cross-cultural experiences. This season, we're diving deep into an often gray area and a taboo in our culture, mental health and well-being. So join us on our mission to break the barriers and get comfortable in those often uncomfortable spaces. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Chai Break Podcast. So after two seasons, 26 episodes, 13 trailblazing South Asian guests, so many aha moments and inspiring stories later, we're excited to kick off a brand new season with all of you. Rama, I think it's been a minute, right? Since you and I actually sat down for like a deep dive trivization. Oh yeah, so true, Shweta. Well, <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, that's funny. Well, there's so much that's happened, right? We've been, um, at least in my um, side of things, you know, that I have moved with the family across the country, settled into a new home, got a new job. Because of that, we settled into a new home. And uh, just there's been a lot of moving pieces here. So, but that being said, it's been so long since we've had this chivization. So I'm so excited about our theme. For this new season because it's pretty close to our hearts. Indeed, indeed. This one is really close to our heart. First of all, um, you know, although obvious, right, um, we've picked mental health and well-being as our theme yep. for season three. Mm-hmm. And really, like most of the topics we've discussed so far in our two seasons, the guests we've interviewed, everything has in some form or shape stemmed from our own personal experiences and women we've you know, whose trajectory, whose journey we've been inspired right, by. Right, right. And this season actually is no different. Yeah. So one of the first things we wanted to address, and I think that's always the elephant in the room when it comes to mental health and well-being, especially in the South Asian space, mm-hmm. is normalizing therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. And before we actually talk about normalizing therapy, you know, I think it's it's very important to kind of lay the foundation, lay the base to kind of give our listeners a glimpse into when, how, and what got us thinking about therapy for ourselves personally and our own journeys. Yeah, I think I think um, therapy has this whole uh, stigma to it, right? I mean, I'm going to seek therapy immediately. They'd be like, why? What's wrong with you? Uh, it's like as if like, why would you do that? Like, you know, you, you, you seem so normal as if like you have to have some abnormal um, symptoms or signs mm-hmm. to really go seeking therapy. Mm-hmm. I think therapy is everybody goes through some experience that shaped them in some way or the other. Be it a childhood uh, experience, doesn't have to be a huge traumatic episodes, but just childhood um, inconveniences or little um, stresses, and then adulthood inconvenience and stresses. It could be from jobs. It could stem from a very um, challenging um, relationship or marriage. It could be from a very, um, you know, demeaning peers or from a very um, overbearing boss. Mm -hmm. It could be from anything. So Mm -hmm. therapy is just a way of um, going and understanding and processing our approach uh, to a situation like Mm -hmm. that based Mm -hmm. on how we have had or have patterns from our yeah. past. Yeah. And I think that is when people start understanding that was that point of view, I think therapy doesn't become this huge uh, you know, kind of word that people have to stay away from. Oh, I've never sought therapy. Look at me. I'm so perfect. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't think that ever exists. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I used to think that way, 
at one time, because mm-hmm. again, we're talking about our cross-cultural experiences yes. growing up in India yes. and moving here. And there was this always this time and, um, you know, when somebody sought attention for mental health issues or therapy, and those days they called it psychiatrist, going for psychiatric treatment, um, you know, one always like, oh my God, what's wrong with them? Something mental. Mental, yeah. And actually mental was a slang. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, are you mental? Yeah. Kind of means you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you are actually crazy. Are you mental? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like therapy should be seen as an outlet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A neutral third party outlet, this person who is just listening to you You, you're just pouring your heart out yeah and you know for a lot of people even though they haven't if you if you think oh no I've never actually seek professional therapy or professional help yeah it just might be that one or two confidants that that best friend that mentor or someone in your life that you've actually poured your heart out and talked about the way you felt yeah you know Mm -hmm. because I feel like even before you and me ever seeked professional help we both have opened our hearts to each other I know that I have had a few friends that I've opened my heart to Mm -hmm. you know and which you know has given us that temporary solace at least Mm -hmm. and you know saying that hey I see you I hear you Mm -hmm. you know your experiences are valid Mm -hmm. you know sometimes that's all you need you know you don't even need solutions yeah but you just need to be heard yeah yeah and you know I think therapy goes a little step further in that it's not just the listening but you know what happens is when uh, you know over time as you're talking and as you're listening there are certain questions a good therapist will always have a few questions trying to probe into but try to be more curious about certain um, repeating patterns mm-hmm. and bring that to your attention and mm-hmm. then a lot of it is tied uh, pretty much everything is tied to experiences that we have undergone in life, mm-hmm. keeping us repeating the same patterns mm-hmm. that happens. And once you're aware of the triggers and the patterns, I think it's, you know, that's when real solutions arise. So you can really be more conscious about the triggers that are always in display. You can be more conscious about the patterns you're repeating. And then you can rewire the brain, rewire the behavior. So it actually produces more of a productive an environment, an outcome, rather than keeping on giving the same issues again and again. You know, maybe you must have heard many times, oh my God, why do I always choose the same kind of a boss? Why do I always end up with the same kind of a work environment? Yeah, And yeah. Yeah, it only leaves you wondering, maybe it is a pattern you're displaying that just attracts that kind of an environment <laughs> yeah. to you. And the same thing with relationships, yes. right? So mm-hmm. many times therapy for me is understanding where and why I draw those experiences, mm-hmm. especially the why. Mm-hmm. And once you really know the why, it helps rewire the situation and kind of, you know, not do the same repeating patterns again. Yeah. And I think the base of all those repeating patterns, I think step one is to kind of identify and yeah. be aware of those patterns. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I'm doing that thing again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like catching yourself. Yeah. And like not judging yourself. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like to me, I think that was the biggest aha moment in therapy. Mm -hmm. And the whole mindfulness journey that we've talked about earlier in, you know, in our episodes. Yeah. um, That was the first step because just identifying the patterns in my head and being like, oh, there you go again. You're doing it again. Like catching yourself doing it. Yeah. And being like, it's okay. It's okay. 
you've taken a big step where you're actually reached the stage where you can identify those patterns. Mm -hmm. And that itself is like that realization itself is so huge. Yeah. Because once you do that, then you can be uh, dig deep into the why. Then you can dig deep in how I can rewire my brain and how I can change this for the better. Correct. And I think, uh, you know, why we should we should probably give our audience a little bit about ourselves mm -hmm. and why we kind of jumped into mm -hmm. um, understanding and seeking therapy. Because until a few years ago, like you said, therapy was not this word that I really entertained in my life. So um, just like everybody else um, coming from India to here, that word somehow had this negative connotation to it. But life kind of changed for me. Um, you know, the, I think deep down, you know, I've had my own share of childhood trauma growing up um, in India with a very abusive environment. And um, I did not understand that that trauma has its um, effects as, you know, in, in everything we do, in the choices we make in our life, in the way we react to situations. So I was always this person who was more of a reactive personality than a responsive personality. and. Because of the abuse and trauma, I always felt that I was resilient. And in the sense, I am I am resilient, but what I always felt that that was something that I had, to, I could look back and say, look how strong I am. Mm, mm. You need to be that strong as well. Mm -hmm. How can you complain when my life has been this bad? So I always would judge people based on that scale. Mm. Like, you know, are you complaining about these little things? Look what I've gone through. Yeah. Look what I've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Very, and so I think nobody kind of met that standard mm. <laughs> for me. So my standard yeah. was yeah. so quite high. Yeah. And I realized that actually I was kind of projecting it on my daughter as well. Mm. You know, when mm. she was complaining of little things, it just bothered me because her life is way more comfortable yeah. than what I went through. Mm. So it was always like, look what I had to go through, but mm. I never shared closely those experiences but mm. in my head mm. it's always been like if anybody had any issues I always ran back to my past as a yeah. comfort yeah. and started coming and attacking them or judging them from yeah. that yeah. thing one thing that helped me it drove me to really do a lot of things in life uh, challenge myself because I was always trying to challenge mm. and become better and better mm. and better mm -hmm. but that came at a cost it burned me out yeah. um, and then in like COVID hit and, um, you know, my previous relationship kind of died down. Uh, mm -hmm. We're still remaining as good friends. We mm -hmm. co-parent our daughter. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, now I'm happily married with three kids. But then the patterns kept repeating mm -hmm. in my new relationship mm -hmm. as well. You know, again, the standards, you know, were quite high. And it was always that I was always seeking somebody who could just, you know, be there, be there up in that pedestal. Mm, mm. Very little, knowing very little that the pedestal that I put was just coming from me. Yeah. Because I was only trying to be better yeah. and better and better. But I was projecting it on all and mm -hmm. everyone and everything that I did. Mm. And I think that's where this awakening came. And uh, the whole idea of understanding that this it is all just me projecting and my reaction mm. to my previous life circumstances that's kind of culminated into all of these episodes, um, wherein um, that was a big realization. Um, then it helped me seek therapy. Um, how did I come to the realization? I still don't know, but I became an avid reader of many books mm -hmm. in uh, childhood trauma and uh, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. The most recent book that actually was very 
eye-opening was What My Bones Know mm. by Stephanie Fu. Mm. I think I must have told yes, you about I that. Yes, I think yes, 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 you did mention and it. And she talks about her childhood trauma and everywhere she was saying something about her, I was shaking my head. I was like, I was that kid, I was that kid. Mm. High achievers, you know, want to be better, better, better. Why? Because we're trying to somehow outlive yes. the life we had in our past. Yes, and kind of bury and, all those, you know, Uh, correct <laughs> traumatic experiences right correct yeah at the same time we are always judging other people because we're doing that we want everybody who's surrounding us to be even better than us yeah and i think that comes from again everybody has their own journey but somehow we want everybody to fit into our journey mm. and i think that is where um i had to pull a plug after reading that book i was like oh my god this is amazing this is literally what's happening to me and i started watching out for my triggers mm. um i've been seeking therapy even before that but then this kind of made me really really seek therapy as one of one of the main solutions to um this reactive this reactive personality that i have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so i started seeking therapy and um it's been a blessing it's been a combination of spirituality seeking spirituality and seeking therapy side by side that's really helped me because i was about to say that because mm-hmm. is part of your whole alternative medicine because you know you you are a pathologist yeah. but you started going on this alternative you know healing methodologies and you did so many certifications mm-hmm. you were doing all of that i think there was and now i sense a feeling of like seeking yes. you were seeking out yes. you know reaching out because you were like i want to make this work for me so let me explore yes. all of this yes and i think that kind of eventually like there was a fork in the road where you like kind of therapy and spirituality kind of met yes and, and now you're on this unique path absolutely and i still feel like i'm always looking i'm always looking and all i'm doing is i'm actually looking for solutions to heal myself mm. in the process mm. i'm learning all these tools and techniques yeah. because i think when i find the solution it only will transform into helping others yes and so this has been my journey post covid when i've been acquiring all these certifications and and all these trainings mm. as a tool to help really help heal myself yeah but in the journey it's been transforming me and i can only imagine how these tools and techniques will transform somebody else yeah. Yeah. and um so it's so interesting and i'm also now reading this book called transforming trauma by james gordon and um he says that people who really have this um healing um you know who try to heal the world like mother teresa i'm not i'm not accounting myself to that level but what i'm trying to say is people have really gone out and done Uh, unhealed people mm. or been this compassion people have mm. had extremely traumatic yeah. childhood themselves yeah and um i'm sure many of those seekers were seeking a healing for themselves mm. which in turn translated in them healing others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, everybody's pretty much it's a common theme in all of the yeah. stories of people who have shown compassion and healing towards others And I think I'm on that journey Shweta. Yeah. I'm not even close but I am I it's very nice to really know why I have drawn towards all of these mm. and it kind of comes full circle. So now I'm seeking therapy thanks to you. I'm um you introduced me to this really amazing person who we're going to interview in a couple episodes from yes, now. Yes, yes. And um she's been um just the first day I spoke to her I just had all this I've been I you know whenever I talk about my trauma I do have it drives my emotions yes. it drives me to tears uh-huh. and, 
And it even moves me because mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of anger inside. Yes. There is a yes. lot of bottled anger. There's a lot of frustration yeah. and there's a lot of uh, pity. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of self-pity, victimization, everything that mm. just is bottled up. And mm. so it just releases out when somebody, mm. when I speak about my uh, childhood. Um, so when I had my first meeting with her, I just exploded. And yeah. I still remember sitting at the car park and just crying away, tearing yeah. away, even as I say that I'm tearing now. Yeah. Um, and it was such a huge release. I needed it. Yes. And, um, yes. and she was amazing in the sense, like she just pointed, she didn't really talk a lot. She listened she more. She listened, yes. But she yes. steered you to talking more about certain things that she yeah. wanted you to release. She's more. like slowly trying to peel those layers of emotions Correct. that you've not visited. Yeah. You kind of buried, yeah. you know, deep, deep. Yeah. Yeah. And I thanked her for that. And yeah. I think I'm looking forward to that journey with her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I, I, I am a convert, I initially went on this route of like, you know, I have faced a life like this. You guys should shut up and just yeah, suck it up, you know, <laughs> suck it up and just do better. Yeah, um, yeah. therapy is just bullshit. Mm. Depression doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, it's mm. all in the state of your mind. Yeah, and yeah. I am because I that am, that those are the lines we heard, right? Yeah, that was the taboo. That was the stigma, and that it still is today. Yeah, you know, a lot of work we've made, huge strides, but there's still so much work to be done. Yeah, and that is where our feelings stem from. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I think we are going to, this is a journey for us. So it's not over. And as we continue these conversations, we're going to, we're going to let our audience know how therapy has transformed us. But mm-hmm. we just want to send out the message to everyone that, you know, everybody has gone through some childhood experience or adulthood experience or something that shapes them or gives a pattern or a trigger for them. Mm-hmm. And therapy is just a way of really releasing Mm -hmm. that uh, trigger or trauma out there and uh, really understanding a lot more about ourselves and our and the wiring and the behaviors So anyway, go, let's, uh, that's a bit about me and we can dive deep later in many of these episodes as we talk about our experiences. So, but let's shift gears and talk about what got you into therapy and what your approach has been. Yeah. Um, actually, before we go into that, as you were talking about how traumatic experiences mm-hmm. kind of made you this person and that you seeked healing mm-hmm. And you're like, I, if it can benefit me, it can benefit everyone else. Mm-hmm. Do you remember actually our chivization with Nami, who's a life oh, coach? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this do, is I exactly do. what she said. Yeah. Because she had gone through so much pain mm-hmm. in her life that yeah. she was like, if this can heal me, imagine mm-hmm. what it can do to others. Mm-hmm. And that's when she went through the route of mindfulness. And then she is now a life coach. Yep, yep. Correct. I this remember. was exactly so. If for our listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, revisit our episode, our conversation with uh, Namita Jagtiani. She's a life coach, and she dives deep into this very topic. And you'll find a lot of similarities in how she dealt with struggles and pain, and she actually came out stronger and was mm-hmm. like, "If this can heal me, what it can do to others." Yeah, and there is no, you know, at the end of the day, as it's not like I'm here. This is a journey. Yeah, this is going to take yeah. years. Yes, this is a process. Yeah. And every time the pattern is going to repeat and the triggers are going to exist, mm-hmm. you just ha- this time you're just more aware of it and consciously rewiring. Yeah. 
um, you know, there's this line, reparenting the inner child, yes. especially in childhood traumas. Yes. So I am learning, um, that is such an effective tool and I've been learning some techniques to do that. And I am being my own parent. I think that we should talk about that in another episode. For sure. Yeah, we should definitely talk about it's that. It's such a strong and powerful tool. There are very different tools to doing that, mm-hmm. but um, it's the overall thing is called reparenting your inner child. And uh, it's been so effective. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll talk more about that. But yes, talk about yourself, Shweta. What's going on? Oof. Yeah, um, I think my journey into kind of mindfulness, spirituality, and the thought about therapy even, I think started right during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think that was, you know, we've talked about this. It was such a huge pause for the whole world, kind of gave everybody time, gave me time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for me, it was, I started recognizing these patterns and these behaviors Mm -hmm. that I, as a teenager, was like, I don't want to be this person when I grow up, because that's what I saw around me in my family. So for me, a lot of it stems from the relationship my parents had with each other and the kind of environment there was. Um, Because again, there, you know, that generation, it comes from a lot of unresolved trauma, Yeah, you know, for her, like say for my mother, for my grandmother. So it's a lot of generational trauma. And I kind of started understanding that. But when I started seeing it, but I was extremely frazzled. I still remember, to me, I think the biggest trigger point was my lowest point. It was like the winter of 2020. I had a close to very close call with like a huge mental breakdown. Like Mm. it was kind of bad. I remember just like crying so hard. My husband, who comes from a very harmonious childhood, had no issues he was just like, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know how to help. Mm -hmm. He was just trying to console me. But like, you know, I was just like blaming myself for all Mm -hmm. the parts of myself that I wasn't proud of. So it it was a very, very rough moment. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, again, you know, um, I don't think I came to the point where, oh, I need therapy. Like, I didn't realize that just Mm -hmm. yet. But I was like, I need to work on this. Like, what do I do? But, you know, I was saying like, you know, for everyone's journey is so different. Like we don't like, I didn't hit this and I'm like, okay, I need to see a therapist, you know, because we're, we're still, you know, kind of conditioned by our culture. Right. And what we've seen and heard. Mm -hmm. So I remember talking to two friends, one of them who I'd met very recently, Deepa, Deepa Mm -hmm. Pillai, who was again on our podcast last season, um, And just having these heart-to-heart conversations where she would just sit and just listen to me. Mm. And she would share her experiences. And then, you know, that those two friends kind of made me feel that, okay, you're not alone. Mm. Um, And I remember talking to another friend, uh, my friend Shruti. uh, And she was, when I was talking to her about, you know, what I had seen in my household. And for me, the way I looked at Shruti and her parents was like this picture perfect couple. Everything was growing so great. And when she actually told me, shared the realities of, you know, her life and story, I was like, okay, wow. Oh, so you do get it. You do get what I, you know, I'm going through. Because I had come to a point where I'm like, I would do something, I would behave a certain way. And I'd be like, oh my God, no, this is not me. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying stuff like this to my husband and he'd be like, I, I don't understand. What do you mean this is not you? 
because that was me identifying mm. where it's coming from right but then kind of you know sinking because i didn't know how to resolve it correct so i yes. think that was my first you know introduction into thinking about mindfulness thinking about spirituality and yeah. i think how i addressed it first was getting into meditation getting into yoga getting into journaling which we've talked about in depth in our previous episodes yeah. and seasons and um and i think the second big blow kind of came in 2021 when i lost my grandfather mm. so that again in my adult life i had been lucky enough that i'd never had to deal with that kind of grief mm-hmm. but that left me very unprepared mm-hmm. for one when it happened it was still the pandemic i was not close i was here my whole family was in india and uh, they were physically there you know dealing with the logistics of everything mm-hmm. how difficult it was during covid you know funerals and everything all of that and i felt completely isolated because my grief and my experience from a distance and what the pain i was feeling was very very different from what they were uh, mm-hmm. going through in you know real time and mm-hmm. facing mm-hmm. and there was no one really to understand that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so everybody was busy dealing with grief mm-hmm. and uh i would just like like completely like total like you know if i should like psycho i would call like a million times a day people would not pick up the phone because they would be busy like you know either getting things together like you know getting an ambulance whatever they were doing right, right. but i wouldn't understand that and i was i remember as completely distraught i did not know how to deal with it yeah and again at that point i remember deepa was the one held my hand long hours of conversation you know and uh, i started connecting to all the parts of my grandfather that i really loved mm. you know his love for rama so i took to dance you know dance was my big outlet at the time i started you know because they they say in in bharatanatyam you know there are certain emotions the certain rasas that are very very hard to emote mm-hmm. and uh the longing for someone like you know most of your uh, naikas right they're longing for a lover or longing for this person or like you know the loss right and i've always struggled to emote that mm-hmm. and i'm telling you life experience happened and i took to it and there's this uh, varanam in uh, mm-hmm. it's called sakie mm-hmm. i remember just like revisiting that one paragraph where mm-hmm. she actually talks about this very emotion wonderful where she says uh you know where it says like more morning day like day and night you know i don't want food i don't want water like nothing nothing makes me happy all i want is just you mm-hmm. and for me it was like i if i could just turn back time and just get like one little you know chunk of time with my grandfather like i would do anything for it so i remember emoting that and it just came out so like if i should say so myself I had never been able to emote it and I was just able to do it like that. So these were the channels that I kind of, you know, seeked out. So um it's, so it's interesting what you're saying. So we're talking about normalizing therapy, but I think this is where we need to dive in in the next few episodes and talk about the different forms of therapy. Yeah. One of the forms that you used was art therapy, dance yes. therapy, yes. right? Yeah. And there's music therapy yes. and there's so many different mm-hmm. ways people can release their emotions. Yeah. and then start you know understanding the triggers and be more self aware yeah. and you used bharatanatyam dance form as one of therapeutic yeah. outlets i still haven't figured out what exactly is my best way of emoting 
But right now, conversations have been the best tool for me to really talk about my story out loud because for the long time, I've kind of suppressed it with shame and guilt and fear and taboo. Mm -hmm. But then I think I haven't still, I'm not telling my audience the story yet because (laughs) for obvious reasons, but I'm still not there. But I've been happily sharing it in within close walls to my, you know, therapist yeah. and a few very close mm-hmm, friends, mm-hmm. Um, including yourself. Yeah, so yeah. I think, um, you know, there are so many different forms of therapy and we'll dive deep into it when we talk with um, Karina as well mm-hmm. in our few episodes. But yeah. what you're saying is just beautiful. You really wanted to find that emotion. You just yeah. didn't know how to get to that emotion yes. Yes. of grief. Yeah. And suddenly this dance form just came as your outlet. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I also know of somebody else who had gone through a similar experience and then who ultimately became a dance therapist because of this, because they felt that their emotion was best expressed through dance Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. have become a dance therapist too because of that. So that's wonderful. Yeah, because, you know, this is exactly what we wanted to do. Yeah. You know, to work the, the whole idea of this theme, the season, is to have those personal deep conversations right. with the aim to collectively create that safe, non-judgmental space for a diverse group of people. And a lot of us are immigrants yeah. and, you know, we come from those different cultures and to just get comfortable and mm-hmm. normalize conversations around therapy, which is always the first step. Correct. You know, so, yeah. And I mean, we both are sharing and will continue sharing parts of our life and parts of our journey that we've never talked about in the open. And I think I have never felt more comfortable. Yeah. You know, this, you, our audience, and, you know, the two of us here sitting here and having this conversation, this is our safe space. Yeah. You know, because we're all human and we all come through life with different paths, you know, and different influences. So this is what makes us real, makes us human. That is very true. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this episode we've used uh, to kind of start having a conversation about therapy and use some of our experiences. But um, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper in the next few episodes about mental health and also, you know, keeping therapy and normalizing therapy as our main concept. Yeah, like Um, statistics. We're going to talk so much about statistics and studies and and why there's not actually enough data about South Asians in the mental health space. So, you know, that that's another big thing. And organizations that are doing a lot of groundbreaking work right now, which is very, very important. Correct. So our listeners can actually seek out those resources. Yes. So folks, if you have any questions regarding mental health, if you would like to have your questions answered by a therapist, we will be interviewing um, a therapist in the next couple of episodes. And we would like we would definitely have your you know questions answered. Yeah. So please do send it to us. Uh, please share this podcast with anybody you think will benefit from these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. And please spread the word because, you know, Mental health is important. Of yes. course, we all know that. Yeah. But I think the burnout and mental health issues is becoming a growing epidemic yeah. across not just South Asian culture, but many everywhere. cultures. Everywhere, yes. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And this is something that we all have to be aware of. And uh, just to normalize therapy as a means to address um, as a solution for this growing yeah. epidemic. Yeah. And before we sign off, mm-hmm. um, as many of you have seen on our social media channels, we announced that we're launching a newsletter. And that is where we want to, you know, carry on 
you know, it's obviously the Chivization continues on the newsletter and you can sign up for it. What the main goal is to kind of have these collective conversations, collective thoughts and in continuation, whether it's on our social media channels, on our newsletter and bring you exclusive content. So please sign up for it. Yeah. It's a uh, chibreakpodcast.substack.com. Uh, yeah. It's just one email a month. We promise no spam. <laughs> <laughs> just one email a month and it'll be a quick five minute read and we really hope to add more value in whatever we do. That is true. All right. So until then, goodbye from us and look forward to our episodes on this topic. I'm sure you will love it. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as we did. Please let us know what you think. It means the world to us. Yes, and join the Chivization on our social media channels where we discuss the many facets of mental health and well-being and share our collective thoughts. If there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, write to us at chibreakpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram account.